Hi, welcome to Lighthouse Vineyard Church. Thank you for joining us. If you would like to know more about us, feel free to visit us online at lighthousevineyard.church. Enjoy the message. So Mike Tolbert of the San Diego Chargers lost his helmet and he got hurt. The adrenaline was going. He shouldn't have been playing without the helmet, but he did it. This guy was committed. He was all in. And um, if, I mean, the truth is, we just saw it. If a football player doesn't wear <coughs> all of his gear, he's going to get hurt. And it's the same thing in our lives. When I was a kid, I'm guessing a lot of you can identify this, with this. When I was a kid, learning how to ride a bike, I didn't wear a helmet. And I was fine. I think God protected me. <laughs> um, I was fine, but I wear a helmet now. Um, a few years ago, I was a serious cyclist. And I would go on these road. I have a, I have a road bike, and I loved cycling. I just don't do it as much as I used to. I need to get back into it. Um, it's a new year. <laughs> Still cold. Um, <coughs> yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so a few years ago, I was writing, like seriously writing, and took off, went up to Michigan, spent some time in Grand Haven alone, took my bike with me. And that summer, Clint and I decided to put clips on my bike. And for those of you who don't know what clips are, so clips on a bike are these small pedals. If you look at the serious bikers and they have these tiny pedals, those are clips. And then you buy these shoes with clips on the bottom of the shoes and they clip into the clips. <laughs> Lots of clips going on. And so I bought those. It's a very, it's a much more effective way of pedaling. Um, you can get a lot more momentum. You can pick up your speed faster, you can maintain better, and it's just a more effective way of um, cycling. So, <laughs> but it's tricky <laughs> in learning how to ride with the clips. And so, went up to Grand Haven, was riding along, it was great, everything was going great. Came up to one of the main intersections. I didn't have a problem, I don't mind riding on the roads. So I'm riding downtown and wanting to turn left, so I'm in the left turning lane in the middle of the road, and um, could not get my clip out. And when you get your, when you pull the clip out, you have to twist your foot to get the clip out of the pedal. And <laughs> couldn't get my clip out in time. I'm coming up to the stop sign, it wouldn't come out. It just wouldn't come out. And I'm panicking and I'm like, I have to break, I have to stop. And couldn't get my shoe out. And so I'm standing and my, <laughs> you, you, you can't balance on a bicycle when you're stopped, right? <laughs> you have to use your foot. And so I'm, I, I can't get my clip out in time. So I'm coming up on the intersection. I have to break because there's traffic. And so I stop and fall. 
and um, I was so irritated. <laughs> and thankfully, I had a helmet on and cracked the helmet. And um, had I not had a helmet on, I would have hurt my head, seriously, on the pavement, on the road. So wearing the proper gear is important. It's so important. If we don't wear the proper gear, we're going to get hurt. King Uzziah in the Old Testament knew this. He had an army. He had a massive army, and he knew how to train his army. He knew how to supply his army with the proper gear so they could win battles. In 2 Chronicles 26, it says, <clears throat> Under their command was an army of 307,500 men trained for war, a powerful force to support the king against his enemies. Uzziah provided shields, spears, helmets, coats of armor, bows, and sling stones for the entire army. This guy knew how to supply his army with gear and the correct gear. And because they were well-trained, they had the proper gear, they won many battles. King Uzziah knew how to do it, and he did it well. We may not be in a physical battle like Uzziah's army, but we are in a spiritual battle consistently, 24-7, 365 year after year after year. We are in a spiritual battle. It's just the truth. <laughs> Do you ever feel like you're getting pummeled in life? Yes, I will raise my hand to that. Feeling like you're getting pummeled the last few months? I've been feeling like I've been getting pummeled in life. But my question is, do you have your spiritual armor on so that you can handle the blows that tend to want to come your way? The demonic world is real. It is active. And we should take it seriously. Paul took it seriously. He wrote it about it. In the scripture that we're going to look at today, and Jesus took it seriously. In John 10, 10, it says the thief, which is Satan, comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. Jesus knew that Satan's goal is simply to destroy us. That's his ultimate goal, is to steal our joy <laughs> To kill anything good in our lives, to destroy anything good in our lives, that is his goal. That's his only goal. And he will do whatever it takes to do that. He does not have your best interest in mind. God has your best interest in mind. Satan does not. And there is a battle in the spiritual realm going on and on and on and on and how are we going to handle that what are we going to do to get through that battle because it comes at us you guys 
in Ephesians, um, Paul wrote the book of Ephesians, and the very last chapter in Ephesians, Paul is giving the last instructions to the church of Ephesus. And the church of Ephesus, they were into the occult. They had over 50 um, gods that they worshipped. So they were very, a very religious um, community. And Paul went to Ephesus and taught them the gospel. And his last instructions were, how do we stand? And when a person gives a last, the last instructions, you probably should listen. You probably should pay attention. It's like a coach who gives the last instructions to the team before they go out on the field. Probably should listen to those last instructions because they're probably important. They're probably significant. So the scripture that we're looking at today is Ephesians 6. It's the last chapter in the book of Ephesians. A lot of you probably know this scripture, so that a lot of this may be a review for us. It may be a reminder for you, but this is important for you to do. And I'm telling you, this message is as much for me as it is for anybody else in this room. It has spoken to me a lot. It's been a big reminder to me to get back on this. So we're going to read Ephesians 6, verses 10 through 17. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore... Put on the full armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you have done everything, to stand. Stand firm, then, with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes with the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith, with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. So the title of today's message is Dress for Battle, because we have a battle going on around us all the time. Let me pray, and then I'll give you some things to consider. God, I thank you for everything that you have given to, given to us. I thank you for <laughs> the armor that is available to us all the time. So I pray against anything that Satan will want to do this morning. You have no right here. You will not move. You will not speak in Jesus' name. Holy Spirit, we welcome you here to speak through me. We want your truth, Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. So we can win our spiritual battles when we lean on the Lord's strength. 
Verse 10, finally be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. This is about the Lord's strength. It's not about ours. It's all about him. It's okay to be weak. I think so many times we think we have to be strong all the time. We don't. If we're strong, then it's easy to convince ourselves that we don't need God. When we admit that we're weak and we're okay with being weak, it's so much easier for us to lean on the Lord's strength. Because we need him, you guys. We can use our weakness as an advantage and lean into his power. In Psalm 60, verses 11 and 12, give us aid against the enemy, for human help is worthless. David knew this. <laughs> With God, we will gain the victory, and he will trample down our enemies. With God, we will gain the victory. David knew that it wasn't through his own strength. He knew that it wasn't through human strength that he was going to get victory in his life. Isaiah 41.10, So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will, pre I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. God promises to give us strength. He promises to hold us up. This is a promise, you guys. He will strengthen us and he will uphold us with his righteous right hand. That's a promise from him. In our humanness, it's so easy for us to self-protect. We have this phrase, you got to have thick skin. Really? Do you? Do we have to have thick skin? When I toughen up, I get more cynical. A wall goes up, and I don't let as many people in. The voice of God is not as clear. Do we really need to toughen up? So how do we protect ourselves when hurtful things are hurled at us? Because you know that's a part of life. Things are hurled at us that hurt us. How do we handle that? Well, first we have to remember that people are not our enemy. Satan is. Satan is the real enemy. Ephesians 6, verse 12, it says, For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. He doesn't say that people are our enemy. <laughs> it's Satan and his demons that are our enemy. And it's hard to remember that when we're getting hurt, right? <coughs> I 
It's not our job to protect ourselves. It's our responsibility to put on the armor that is provided for us. What if we need to suit up instead of toughen up? We have the option of suiting up instead of toughening up. Which leads us to our next point. We can win our spiritual battles when we get dressed first. Verse 11 says, put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. It's not really, it's not a suggestion. He says, put it on. He doesn't say you probably should put it on. (laughs) He says, put it on. Just like a parent would tell a child, if it's cold outside, put your coat on. Use wisdom, put your coat on, because it's cold outside. I think he's saying this in the same way. Use wisdom, guys, put this on, because this is good for you. They're not just random pieces of armor. Each piece has a purpose. Let's go through each piece of the armor. I have a meal all on your fill-in. First one is the belt of truth. Verse 14 says, Stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist. Surround yourself with truth. (laughs) So what is truth? Is it what other people say is true? Is it what feels right? other people's opinions is that true our culture says live your truth what is that (laughs) if we lived our own truth we would be a mess just look at our world But if we live by the truth of Jesus' teachings, our lives can be cleaned up and less stressful and less messy. I don't know about you, but I want to live by the truth of Jesus Christ. I don't want to live by my own truth. Because <laughs> my own truth is not always good. It's not always helpful. John 8, it says, To the Jews who had believed him, Jesus said, If you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. I like the message version, too. Then Jesus turned to the Jews who had claimed to believe in him. If you stick with this, living out what I tell you, you are my disciples for sure. Then you will experience for yourselves the truth, and the truth will free you. We listen to him and his truth is freeing guys it brings freedom truth equals freedom so do we believe what God says the second one is breastplate of righteousness 
the end of verse 14 says, with the breastplate of righteousness in place. The breastplate protects our heart. It protects our vital organs. Proverbs 4, verse 23 says, Above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. The breastplate of righteousness guards your heart. I read this week that the armor of a Roman soldier weighs up to 70 pounds. And like 40 pounds of that is the breastplate. It's pretty significant. (laughs) It's a pretty important piece of the armor. So what does it mean to live a life of righteousness? It means to be free from guilt and sin. Righteousness is choosing to live a lifestyle that is in alignment with the word of God. Is your lifestyle in alignment with the word of God? I think so many of us agree with what the Bible says but our life doesn't show it. Does your life show that your heart is in alignment with the word of God? Is there an area of your life that isn't covered (laughs) by obedience to God? A bad habit, a temptation that is really hard to say no to, or the relationships that aren't representing a life of, light, of righteousness? How about your finances? Are, be, are you being obedient in your finances? How are you doing with living a life of righteousness? The third one is shoes of peace. Verse 15, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes with the gospel of peace. Just like a Roman soldier wouldn't go into battle without his shoes, we shouldn't go without the shoes of peace. I like to go barefoot in the summer. I'm a barefoot girl. When we built our house years ago, our contractor asked me what kind of grass I want in our yard and I said I want barefoot grass I remember that conversation very clearly he says okay I can do that he didn't ask me what it was I was like okay I trust him so I said I want barefoot grass and we have barefoot grass so I go barefoot in our yard I go barefoot in the garden but when it comes to stones and rocks and all that stuff It hurts a bit. We need to go with our shoes of peace. Our shoes carry us into battle. Shoes are (laughs) what we walk on. Let's wear the right gear going into battle. 
What does peace look like in your life? So we live a life based on the truth of Jesus Christ and live a life of righteousness. Remember the belt of truth, the breastplate of righteousness? If we live a life of truth to Jesus Christ and a life of righteousness, a life of obedience to him, there will be peace in our life. Even in the midst of chaos, we can still have peace. Number four is the shield of faith. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. That flaming arrows are the things that Satan throws at us. It's lies. It's people treating us badly, hurting us. Lies of we're not loved, we're not good enough, I can't do this, I can't be forgiven, I'm just a bad person. That's just the tip of the iceberg (laughs) of all the lies he wants to throw at us. Someone told me one time, you can either let the arrows sink in, you can let them stick, or you can let them bounce off. If we carry that shield, if we take up that shield of faith, those arrows will bounce off. Those arrows don't have to stick. I looked, I looked up what um, a, Roman sh- a Roman soldier's shield looks like. It is massive. It goes here. I mean, it's like almost a full body shield, one that he can hide behind. And it takes a lot for an arrow to penetrate that shield. If we carry that shield of faith, those arrows don't have to stick. They can bounce off. The helmet of salvation Verse 17, it says, take up the helmet of salvation. We use our heads to think. <laughs> Remember that the video that we saw of Mike Tolbert without the helmet? I don't know if you noticed it, but when he was walking off the field, he didn't look like he was thinking clearly. Maybe it's the mom in me. Like when my kids were little and they were sick, I saw it in their eyes that they were sick. I saw that look in his eyes as he was walking off the field. Like he, I could tell he was having a hard time focusing. Yes, he had that smile at the beginning, but then he was like, not quite there. I saw it in his eyes. But had he had that helmet on, he probably wouldn't have had a concussion. And he would have been able to think clearly. The Lord wants us to think clearly. He wants us to hear his voice clearly. He wants us to be able to process what he's saying clearly. 
The Bible says we are to have our minds transformed and renewed. We are to think differently than the world. We are to live under God's influence, not the world's influence. Number six is the sword of the spirit. The end of verse 17, and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. No warrior should go into battle without the sword. If we are in the kingdom of God, if we are a member of the kingdom of God, we are warriors in the battle. Pick up that sword. Hebrews 4.12, for the word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. The word of God is sharper than any double-edged sword. This is an incredible weapon against Satan and the lies he wants us to believe. Combat those lies with the truth of the word of God. It's powerful. Satan cannot argue with God. He wants to, but he cannot argue with the truth of the word of God. He will back down if you use your sword. So do you know the word of God? Do you know the Bible? You got to master it. You got to know it. You got to pray it. As I was going through my message yesterday, the Lord told me to add this. <laughs> so how do we put on all this armor? In verse 18, it says, And pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and keep, always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. Pray. finishes out with prayer. He gave us six things to put on and to pick up, and then he says pray. It's through prayer that we can put this on. It's through faith. It's through trusting him. We can put this on. Prayer is a tool that God has given us to access all that he has for us, including this armor. We've got to put the armor on, guys. Satan can take you out. It's pretty easy if you don't. I put an insert in your handout. You might have already seen it. It's a prayer of putting the armor on. On one side, it shows the pieces of armor, and then the other side is the prayer. I would recommend that you put this in your Bible, put it on your mirror, put it in your car, put it somewhere where you're going to see it as a reminder. 
do it on a daily basis. If you have to put it on three times a day, <laughs> put it on. God says put on the armor of God. It's ready and it's available to us. Well, that's it for today's message. We hope we helped you know God more intimately. If you feel our ministry is helping you spiritually, feel free to find out more about us at lighthouseofinner.church. Thank you for being part of our family, and we will see you next time.